0: and you have influence over the employees and who gets hired and how people are treating each other, don't you know that you are being led by the Spirit of the Lord in that situation? God needs your territory to be enlarged because he needs you to understand that you have the authority right here on this earth. He needs you to walk into buildings and cast out the enemy. He needs you to come in some places and bring some peace. He needs you to walk in some places and bring order. He needs you right here on this earth. So it's not about you. It is so good to be with you this morning on Mother's Day. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah! It is good to be with you guys on Mother's Day. Listen, I forgot to—we um, forgot to welcome any visitors that we may have in the house, any first-time visitors right here in the building or online. If you're a first-time visitor, if you can just give me a wave so I can just acknowledge you. Do we have any? Good morning. God bless you. <laughs> Good morning. God bless you. Any other first-time visitors, I have one over here. I just want to thank Oh, some in the back. Hello. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We just want to take this time to welcome you to Church on the Rock. We pray and know that you will be blessed by the word of the Lord and by his anointing and his spirit in this place. So we welcome you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How are everybody doing today? You guys doing good? All right. Let's get into the scripture. Let's get into some, some word right now. You know, we're going to be talking about the overflow, the overflow, the overflow. There's some things that God really wants to reveal to us concerning his overflow. But I got to I got to start by telling you a little story. Um, You know, growing up, many of you guys know, obviously, my name is Asia. And growing up, I I used to always get asked, what kind of name is that? What kind of name is Asia? And I would get all type of funny comments and everything like that. And they would always ask me, where'd that come from? And I would just say, you know, I, I really didn't have an answer to that. I didn't have an answer to that. And I remember being about seven or six or seven years old. And I came home and I said, Mommy and Daddy, you know, where, where's my name come from? And honestly, I really don't remember what my mother said. I think she said something in all the lines of, you know, I just like the name. And then my father followed, followed that up and said, well, I was going to name you Bernadette. It's OK. So my name was supposed to be Bernadette. There was, I guess there was a song back in the day called Bernadette. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I, my father wanted to name me Bernadette. My mother said she just liked the name. So I remember going to school, and everybody always asked me, Asia, what kind of name is that? Where'd you get that? I said, well, I just told them what I said. My mom liked it, and, and my father wanted to name me Bernadette. And so then people would look at me with like a, Ew. All right, whatever. You know, so I didn't really get the response that I was looking for. You know, I was like, that's all you're going to give me? Listen, I always wanted to have some really significant or cool meaning or something behind my name. So when I would tell people, hey, my mom just liked it, and they were just like, all right, and they just moved on, it kind of hurt my feelings. So I said, I'm going to show them. Next time somebody asks me where I get my name, I'm going to come up with a cool story. So I came up, this is a true story too. I came up with this story. I said that, you know, I was born at Yale New Haven Hospital. We all know Yale New Haven is the, you know, world-renowned university. And I said, well, in the hospital, they had maps, because, you know, Yale is a university. They're very smart, so it was very educational at the hospital. So I would tell people that there were maps in the delivery room. And I said, when my mom was pushing, she looked up, and she saw the largest continent up there, and she said, I'm going to name my daughter Asia. Because she knew, I know she's going to be big, and she's going to be great. And so I got a response from that, so I'm dead serious. I used to tell this story. I was like, yeah, there's a map in the delivery room. You know, I was born at Yale, so I'm going to be smart, and I'm going to be big. And I, I'm dead serious. I told this story, and I got, I got the, the response that I was looking for. And it was the funniest thing, but I really wish that I had a story like, um, you know, my mom was trying to give birth to me, and then all of a sudden, the storm came. My, oh, sorry, everybody's. Oh. Oh. oh, the camera can't see it, so we're just going to keep that on. At least I'm wearing a slip. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Look, my lady's like, mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I always <laughs> wanted to <laughs> This great great story about my name. I wanted it to be something big I wanted it to be you know so meaningful and I really didn't I didn't get that when I asked my parents I got Bernadette and I liked the name. Maybe I'll ask her later on where you actually got it from so fast forward many many years later fast forward many many years later. I am now giving birth and the pressure is on the pressure is on right now to give my kids some cool names. And I had four children, so the pressure was on all four times. And, and, and for Pastor Jason and I, we wanted our kids to have, you know, meaningful names. We wanted them to be relatively easy to spell, easy to pronounce. We wanted them to have meaning. Why? Because a name is who you are. A name is who you are. And it is how you will be identified for the rest of your life. It's that individuality. It's how people are going to connect to you. And don't you know that studies have shown that uh, you associate, uh, with a name, you associate an emotion and a characteristic. So you have your name, you have some kind of a characteristic, and then you have some kind of emotion all connected to when somebody is saying your name. And after that characteristic, we see, oh, oh, I have one. (laughs) So you see, when I think about a name, like if I wanted to think about somebody that, uh, let's say we know somebody named John, for example. I'm saying, oh, oh, John, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's really cool, and he always makes me laugh. He's funny, right? I have that name. I have that characteristic, and then I have how he makes me feel. Or I have Val. Val is a wonderful woman. She, she, she sometimes gets on my nerves, right? <laughs> but I like her. She sometimes makes me sad, so I have a name, and I have a characteristic, and then I have some kind of emotion attached to it. We have a name, we have a characteristic, and then we have an emotion, an emotion attached to what that name is. Now, I want you guys to hold that thought, and I want you guys to turn with me to 1 Chronicles 4 and 9. That thought and turn with me to 1 Chronicles 4 and 9, and we're going to read that out of the NLT. It says, There was a man named Jabaz who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabaz because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from the trouble and pain. And God granted his request. Let's talk about this name. I know many of you guys have heard of the story Jabez, okay? And it says in the text that his mother named him Jabez because his birth was so painful. She named him because his birth was so painful. And if you dig a little deeper into the meaning of Jabez, you dig a little deeper, we see that Jabez also means he makes me sorrowful. So she had this baby. She had a birth that was painful. And then she associated this understanding of not only is it painful, but it makes me sorrowful. So we have a name, we have a characteristic, and we have an emotion. So every single time that, 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 that Jabez was called, every single time that his mother called him, his, the, the, his name rolled off of her tongue with an emotion connected to it. It was a pain and it was grief. It was that feeling of being sorrowful all the time. Jabez, my son, who causes me pain. Come over here and help me with this. Jabez, my son, who causes me grief, I need you to come over here. Jabez, my son, who who made me go through all of these things, please come over here and help your mother right now. His name was connected to an emotion and was associated with pain and with grief. And because she was his mother, because she was his mother and she's the one who called him. She's the first one that was there. Don't you know that people mimic what we as mothers do? The way you treat your children, the way that you treat your children, if you treat your children with honor in front of the world, men and the women out in the world are gonna treat your children with honor. If you treat, come on, if you treat your children with respect, if you treat them with integrity, if you treat them with love, don't you know that people out in the world are going to do the same? If you find yourself disrespecting, putting down, talking about your children uh, and and in front of them and other people, that's the way people are going to treat them as well. So this woman was calling her son from this place of pain and from this pace of grief. And that's what everybody else started doing. It was just connected at that point. When I call him, I'm calling him from a place of uh, grief and from a place of pain. So when Jabaz grew up, this is all that he knew. This is all that he knew. He could feel the emotion in his mother's voice, reminding him daily that he causes pain. Daily reminder that he causes pain. He could feel the emotion in his mother's voice, reminding him daily that he causes grief. Jabez knew, he knew what he meant and how he made his mother feel. It was no secret, and how many of us can relate to that? How many of us can relate to that growing up, maybe all we heard was what we're not. Maybe all we heard was that, that you're a liar, or you're ugly, or you're stupid, or that you'll never amount to anything, or that how much of a pain you are. You're a pain in my you-know-what is what people say a lot of times. You're clumsy, you won't make it in life. You're a gypsy, you'll never settle down. It hurts to be reminded daily of who you are. It hurts. And so Jay Bass put that, he's wearing that like a jacket. He's wearing that like a jacket. All through his life, he had to carry his name. All his life, he had to carry his name. And every time somebody called his name, he was reminded of the pain that he caused. In a very real way, in a very real, real way, his mother cursed him. And I want to just a side note real quick just to be mindful of how, again, like how we speak to our children. Listen, we need to make sure the <coughs> majority of the words that come out of our mouth are words of blessing, okay? Now, there's a difference, amen. There's a difference between correction and cursing, okay? Because I'm not saying that you let your children go off and do whatever they want to do. This is from the age of zero all the way up. You don't go off letting, people, you know, your children do because you love them. If you love them, then you will correct them. But there is a difference between correction and there is a difference between cursing. Amen? I'm going to correct you, son or daughter, because I see you going in that wrong direction or I see you doing the wrong thing. So let me just tell you and share with you what the right thing to do is. Now, the reality is that at that point, they still have a choice to make, right? We are given free will, we are given a choice, they have a choice to make, but you, as the mother, have that obligation to bless them and not curse them. You can correct them and not curse them, but what needs to be coming out of your mouth are words of affirmation. What needs to be coming out of your mouth is, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. Yes, you can do it. I know you may feel like you can't do it, but you can do it. I know that you may feel like you're a failure, but you're not a failure. I know you may have gotten hurt a little bit, but you're going to heal again. It's going to be okay. You need to begin to bless our children. Watch the words that come out of our mouths, and that is from baby all the way up until grown adulthood. You can still bless your children. Don't you know that grown children, we're still walking around looking for affirmation? We can't get it in the world. We can't get it from our friends. We can't get it from our job. No, we need it from a mother or father that's going to love us. We need to call on our spiritual mother. We need to call on our biological mother, our stepmother, or all those mothers that have played that role in our life. And we need an encouraging word. Your words hold weight. So we need to understand and be reminded not to curse, but to bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is what we have. We have Jabez, who was reminded daily of who he was by his name. And one thing we need to understand about this scripture is that uh, that his mother named him, and she named him in the moment out of a place of frustration. She named him in the moment out of a place of frustration. Yes, in that moment, the birthing was difficult. How many of us have given birth before? I talked to my mother and and, then mainly my sister-in-law. She said, oh, I had my baby, and I didn't get an epidural. I said, oh, shoot, okay, All right, I got this. I had my first baby. I said, no, I don't want no epidural. I told the doctor, I don't want no epidural. I got this. I could do this. Honey, soon as that first real contraction came, I said, doctor, please. Please, I mean, I was, be- I was a mess, honey. I big ups. So listen, there is no confusion. Yes, it hurts. It hurts to give birth, but once you get that epidural, you straight. I was straight at least. Hallelujah. I was. I was like, come on, switch this baby. Ow, I got this holiday but it, it hurts but we find that Jabez we find that his mother gave him a name based on her situation and her frustration at the time was the birth painful yes did it cause her some some grief and frustration absolutely but she decided to call him by a name that meant pain and a name that meant sorrowful for the rest of his life based on that one situation I'm going to deem you, I'm going to stamp you who you are because of this one situation in life. She cursed him based on her situation. She cursed him. And the reality is oftentimes that has happened to us. See, the reality is is that we, we can get an F on a math test or we can fail out of school, but does that make me a failure? No, it just means that in this moment I didn't do well. I didn't pass. I I maybe I didn't study, or maybe I forgot, maybe I had a hard night. But that doesn't mean that I'm a failure for the rest of my life. I got enough. That doesn't mean that I am a failure forever. Jabez's mother, yes, was having a difficult time giving birth. And yes, it was painful. But that makes no, that that, that, that makes no sense for her to actually curse him for the rest of his life. There's so many of us in this position like Jabez, we have been labeled since birth or since childhood and we decided just to put it on and wear it as a jacket. There's things that have been spoken to us There's things that we believe. There's things that we bought into and just accepted it as normal. We said, listen, I'm just going to wear this as a jacket because that's who I've always been. That's what they've always called me. Listen, I am here to tell you today that you can no longer afford to buy into the lie of the enemy. You can no longer afford to believe what the enemy has tried to put on you since you were a child. You can no longer afford to carry that burden because you somebody that God wants to use you belong to God you belong to his purpose you belong to his plan and you don't have time to carry around that weight the weight is doing nothing but holding you back you need to get ready for God to give you a new name how many of us need a new name this morning how many of us need a new name hallelujah now despite being cursed from birth somewhere along the way we see that Jabez had an encounter with the Lord. Somewhere along the way, Jabez had an encounter with the Lord. How do I know (laughs) he had a revelation? Because it says it right in his word. It says it right in his word. It says in verse 10, it says, Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from trouble and pain. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from trouble and pain. And in the New King James Version, it says this. It says that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. He says keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Now, I don't know about you. Jabez asked to be kept from evil and that he would not cause pain. That is profound. That is a profound statement that he said to the Lord. I mean, there's so many things in our life that we have just accepted in our life. There's so many things that we have put on and kept to ourselves. And asking the Lord to relieve us of these things never crossed our mind. It never crossed my mind to ask the Lord. But we see right here in the scripture, Jabez said, listen Lord, He said right there, he said, he said, he said that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. I know that my name is associated with pain. I know that throughout my whole life, these are the things that I brought people. This is what I'm carrying. But right now, in this moment, I am going to require of the Lord, inquire of the Lord. I am going to ask the Lord things that you honestly would normally not do. That's how we have to be. We have to be in tune with some of the things that are holding us back. We have to know how to come to the Lord. He came to the Lord with the exact word that he knew was spoken over him since birth. I caused pain. Father God, I need you right now to help me that I may not cause any pain. Now I'm going to share this story with you because I was reading that scripture. Sorry, I got to get some water. I was reading that scripture and there was such a revelation. Uh, there was such a revelation that I got. Um, you know, I, had, I have uh, four children now. Hallelujah. I am so blessed. God knows exactly what we need when we need it. His timing is perfect, even though I had my own timing. I was just talking the other day that um, I, I, I said that I wanted all my children by 30. Okay, that was our plan, right, baby? We said we're going to have our kids by 30. That means that by 48, they're going to be out the house. We ain't got to worry about nothing. We're not even going to be 50 yet, and we're going to be chilling, you know. So we had our beautiful plan, and then it was a beautiful, beautiful plan. My son Joshua came the day before my 30th birthday. He came July 23rd, and I was like, God, you are awesome. Hallelujah you are awesome. God, look, I really got what I wanted. I'm having all my kids before 30. Okay. Okay. And then of course we got my little blessing. How many years, eight years or something later? <laughs> God said, girl, you don't know what you want, but listen. So I had another baby and he's such a blessing. And so like, so, you know, I, I gained so much weight with this baby. I was just like, oh, and it's it just a painful on my body. So I'm going to be honest with you. Right. I was, um, I'm like, okay, I I need to lose some weight. And like in my brain, baby, you probably didn't even notice, but in my brain, I'm like obsessing. I am obsessing over just losing weight I'm like Lord please I just what is the matter with me I gotta lose some weight I gotta work out I gotta lift the weights I gotta do all of this stuff and in my brain I I am uh, obsessing and I said okay I need to lose 30 more pounds I have to lose these 30 pounds and I found myself daily obsessing about it waking up going to sleep doing my daily chores taking care of the babies doing all this different stuff in my life but in the back of my brain I had this nagging voice that was right there saying, oh, I got I to lose weight, I got to lose weight, I got to lose weight, oh, my, 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 my. And it's going in my head all day, every single day. So much so that at a particular point, I had a revelation. I had this revelation. I said, listen, I said to myself, self, what if I actually lose the weight, I said, like, real talk, what if I actually just drop 30 pounds? What if I actually, you know, you know, meet my goal? And something crazy happened. I stuttered at that thought because I said, well, if I lose the weight that I'm looking forward to, I won't have anything to think about anymore. I'm dead serious. It was, it was like a real thought. I was like, I won't have anything to obsess about anymore. I won't have anything nagging me all the time. I won't have anything to really just, it, it was really such, such a weight on me. And, and, and so I'd rather, excuse me, I'd rather stay in this place thinking and praying and hoping than rather take the necessary steps to accomplishing something. Because I was so used to being bound by the thing in my life that kept me at a place of just, it was just a a place of being bound. It was a mental battle in my mind. And it's something that I woke up with. It became a part of me. It became a part of me. And I said, well, what if I actually lose it? I will not have anything to complain about anymore. And that was real to me. So I'd rather... I'd rather stay in this place thinking and praying and hoping rather than taking the necessary steps to accomplish. So I'd rather seek the Lord and ask for divine revelation and wisdom and next steps. I'd rather be comfortable in my situation than to be who I am called to be. I was okay with being comfortable in my situation because I I said if I lose this, then I'm not gonna have anything. And that's what I believe that some of us are. We've bought into the lie so much that you wouldn't even know what to do with yourself if that wasn't there. I won't know what to do. I've been holding on to this burden. This burden is a part of who I am. I've always struggled with promiscuity. I've always struggled with addiction. I've always struggled with these things. This is just a part of me. I wouldn't even know what to do if it was gone. We wouldn't even know what to do. Let me ask you, or let me just tell you one simple way that we can let go of this. Some of us just need to ask of the Lord. We need to get past this idea of this is who I am. I'm attached to this situation. I don't know who I'll be if I don't have it. No, we just need to ask of the Lord. Jabez knew that he had been tangled up in a lie, and the only way to get out of that situation was just to ask. We don't need to hold on to those things any longer. All we need to do is ask. And that is what made him more honorable. And that is what made him more honorable than not only only just honorable, but more honorable than his brethren. That is what made him more distinguished. That's what made him have that reputation because he was able to identify that issue in his life. And he was able to bring it to the Lord and ask. Because he had faith enough to ask, God answered. Some of us just need that crazy enough faith and that crazy enough belief in our hearts just to ask and inquire of the Lord. And watch God blow the doors open in your life and in every situation. He was more honorable than his brother because he asked. But what made him ask of the Lord? At this point, he had been dealing with pain his entire life. He had been dealing with this struggle of carrying the burden all his life. What made him ask of the Lord? See, Jabez knew that his entire life he struggled with this idea of causing pain. His mother reminded him on a daily basis. And he did know because he was reminded and he knows that what his that's what his name meant. And so did everybody else. So, what made him as Jabez made up in his mind that he needed to change? I can no longer hold on to this burden any longer because this is not who God has called me to be. See, Jabez's prayer was twofold. His prayer was twofold. So many times in Christians, we hear, enlarge my territory, Lord, enlarge it, enlarge. It. I want a new house. I want bigger car. I want more of this. I want listen. That's not what we're talking about right here in this scripture. That's not what we're talking about. When Jabez prayed, enlarge my territory, it was to drive out the wicked and the cursed Canaanites. He prayed, Enlarge my territory to drive out those, uh, those Canaanites. His prayer was a heart, was, was from the heart of the Lord. His prayer was from the heart of the Lord. He decided to acknowledge the Lord despite his situation. His situation tried to keep him down and tell him that he's nothing and he's causes pain. But he decided despite of his situation, I am going to ask of the Lord. He said, I know that my mother labeled me a pain and I know that I am this and that to her, but keep me from evil that I may not cause pain anymore. Father God, I know what people have called me, but keep me from that because I'm not gonna cause that anymore. Lord, I can't be bound by the words that were spoken over me any longer. I need to be delivered from these words and from those emotions that are attached to them because it is time for me to walk according to the will and according to the plan and the purpose that you have for my life. Somebody say the time is now. The time is now. See one day Jabez got a revelation. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. And this is what he prayed. Enlarge my territory. He understood that he had the authority. The enemy wants to make sure and keep you powerless. He wants to put in your brain that you have no power and that you can never overcome or get out of the situation that you're in. The first thing Jabez realized was that he had the authority. He understood his lineage. He knew that he was a child of God and that he was a rightful owner of the land. How did he know he was a rightful owner of the land? Don't you remember that God declared that territory Joshua's and Moses's? God already gave that land to them. He had to get in line with the word of God and say, wait a minute. I am the rightful owner of this land. I know that there's been some things in my life that have caused me pain and caused me grief and caused me to stay in my place. But I'm going to take the rightful authority that you have given me from the word of God. And I am going to declare your word right now and ask you to enlarge my territory. And we see that God immediately responded. Why did he respond? because his words and his prayers and her his ask was aligned with the word of God. God already spoke it. He already declared it. God is waiting for us to get aligned with his word. Listen, I already said that you're blessed. I already said that you will be the head and not the tail. I already said that you will be above and not believe. I already said that you will be the lender and not the borrower. I just need for you to line up with my word. I need you to get in line with what I'm already doing. I've declared it already. I've spoken it over your life already. Get in line. Get in line. His heart was in line with the word of God, and now, yes, his speech was lining up with the word of God. He understood and knew God's word, and then he decided just by crazy, I'm just going to open up my mouth and declare God's word. I don't know. I'm just crazy enough to think that God is a God that will do what he said he would do. I'm going to open up my mouth and agree with the word of God right now. He decided to open up his mouth and declare the word of God. He aligned himself to God's word by praying and agreeing with what God had already declared and prosperity followed accordingly. See, that is a revelation for somebody. That is a revelation for somebody. Get in line with what the word of God is saying. You don't gotta recreate the will. It's already in the word of God. Just get in line with what he's saying. Be crazy enough to trust him. Be crazy enough to believe him that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Be crazy enough, have some crazy faith up in here. Somebody say that this is my season. Somebody say this is my season for the overflow. It is my season for the overflow. It is my season for the overflow. Somebody give God some praise. It is time for us to align our speech and our thoughts. It is time for us to align our posture with the word of God. Now remember that Jabez asks was twofold. He knew that the territory was his because God already said to Moses and to Joshua, listen, this land is already yours. We don't have to worry about a thing. It is your land. First, Jabez asked of the Lord to enlarge his territory to drive out the wicked Canaanites. To drive out the wicked Canaanites. And his second desire was for more territory. Desire for more territory was to advance the cause of godliness through multiplication of disciples his ask was twofold listen there's so many things in life that we're looking for some of us want a better job and we want more of this and we want more of that i mean we can run down the list and the list is oftentimes very very long we ask of the lord all the time we pray of the lord lord please 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 give me this you got to understand that when your words and when your heart are aligned to god everything else will be added unto you you do need a new promotion You do. You do need to make more money on your job. You do need to open up that business. You do. Why do you need to do these things? See, we got to make sure that why is in the right place. You have to remember that you are an ambassador for the Lord. Period. You are an ambassador for the Lord. I don't need you to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company just so you can go with your friends or your girlfriends or your guy friends and say, look what I have. Have you seen my new BMW yet? Have you been to my new house? That's what, God isn't talking about that. He needs you to be the Fortune 500 of that CEO company so there can be a godly man or a godly woman in the sphere of influence. We need to understand that we need to take our place. It is not about your new house. It is not about your new car. It is not about having your bank account full of money. If you are the five, the the, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and you have influence over the employees and who gets hired and how people are treating each other, don't you know that you are being led by the spirit of the Lord in that situation? God needs your territory to be enlarged because he needs you to understand that you have the authority right here on this earth. He needs you to walk into buildings and cast out the enemy. He needs you to come in some places and bring some peace. He needs you to walk in some places and bring order. He needs you right here on this Earth. So it's not about you. Why, Lord, how come this isn't working in my life? How come this isn't happening? It's not about you, honey? It's just not. See, God is gonna see his business, he's so faithful. He already said he's gonna add all these things unto you. He said, if you abide in my word, if you listen to me, if you are obedient, I'm gonna give you all those other little simple things. A new house in a car, you get him like I don't even really want this. Because you're so connected to the vision and the plan that God has for you. You understand that this is bigger than me. I am on a per I am on a mission. I have purpose. God, I need you to enlarge my territory because when I walk, when I speak, demons are going to tremble. People will get healed. People will be delivered. People will be set free. That's why I need you to enlarge my territory. When I am in my office at my 500, uh, CEO 500 company, there's going to be people and women and men of God that are going to be drawn to me of the Christ that's in me. They're going to want to see you through me, God. I am now making disciples of people they're coming to me trying to get what I have in you it's twofold honey it is twofold it is not about you and that needs to encourage some people out there right now oh I'm okay in my little job I'm nice and quiet you know it may not be much but it's what I have It's what I do this is so annoying I'm so sorry (laughs) that's why I wanted to wear jeans okay and some flats okay so (laughs) you may be trying to put yourself down oh well this is just my little thing i don't need yes you need more i'm telling you you need more i am telling you right now that you need more do not settle for less you have too much influence you have too much ground and too much territory to take you need more once you can get out of yourself Once you can get out of your feelings, once you can get out and get deassociated from the lies that have been spoken over you since you were a child, God needs more. He requires more of us. He requires more time spent in his word. He requires more relationship with him. He requires more obedience. We have more. We have more. Somebody point to yourself and say, I have more i have more i am not going to settle because god is going to enlarge my territory hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah see he hopes that your heart and your actions will turn people towards him we don't need to turn people away from christians once they find out you're a christian are oh, you a christian Ugh. we don't need that <laughs> we don't need that we need we, we, we need kindness and we need love We need to know how to stick to our word and not be swayed left and right. Every time a storm comes, or every time the wind blows a little bit, it's like, oh, well, let me go over here. God, no, God needs you to stand firm in in his word. No matter what it may look like, and I'm not saying that it's easy, because anybody that has been in a storm knows that it is difficult. But he's requiring more of us. He's requiring more. He needs you to be his representation here on this earth there's more for you to do whatever situation you're in wherever you find yourself in the sphere of of influence he needs you to step up he needs you to step up people are dying without knowing who Jesus is people are lost in their sins they're lost in their mess because they don't know who Jesus is he needs you He needs you to be striving for the best because you are a representative of him. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all. It all belongs to him. That needs to be represented in your life. You are more than a conqueror. He wants to enlarge your territory to touch the lives of many more people. That is what it's about. It's not about you. It's about him. It's about him listen in 1 John 5:14 In 1 John 5:14 it says this and I'm wrapping up Yet when we are close to the heart of God and pray for the things important to him and his kingdom we expect that our prayers will be granted somebody needs to raise their expectation this morning i need you to raise your level of expectation this morning and that's honestly not just a gimmick and it's not something that we just say because a lot of times we say oh ray i really need you to raise your expectation it says yet when we are close to the heart of god when we are close to the heart of god how do i get close to the heart of god how do i get close to anybody i spend time with them I take time to learn them. I had to learn my husband. I am still learning him on a daily basis. I want to get close to him. I want to get intimate with him. So let me learn things about him. What does he like? What doesn't he like? What makes him happy? What makes him sad? I have to spend time with the Lord, I have to learn him. It says, when you are close to the heart of God and pray for the things important to him and his kingdom, so I'm praying for the things that are important to him. Jabez wasn't praying for a new house or a new car. Jabez was praying that you would give me the territory that is rightfully mine. I am praying in according to your word. That's mine already. I agree with you right now. When we pray with the heart of God, And pray for the things that are important to him and his kingdom. His kingdom, it's bigger than you. If we're praying for the things that are important to his kingdom, it doesn't, your little little issues don't mean much. Think bigger. Because as you're thinking with a kingdom mindset, God is going to take care of all those little things. Those little things that worried you at night and kept you up. God is taking care of that already as you focus on the kingdom. It says we expect that our prayers will be granted. We're raising our level of expectation and just like we've seen in the story of Jabez, oh that you shall bless me indeed. And God immediately answered his prayer because we were in line. God makes it very, very, very clear to us this morning. You guys can stand to your feet. God makes it very clear to us this morning. Somebody say overflow. Somebody say overflow. God wants us, he desires us to be in a place of overflow, not for personal gain, not for personal gain. Remember, he has already said that all these things will be added unto us. Some of us want restoration in our families. Some of us just, just desire a few more things in our life some of us want peace. We want a better job. We want we want a more comfortable car. We want this, we want that. There's a lot of things that we want. God that is easy. That's easy. But God says I need you to stand up and take your rightful place in the kingdom. I need you to know who you are. I need you to know who you are. Because once your heart And your words are aligned with my heart and my words. You will see me do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think. You will see the windows of heaven open. You will see God pouring out a blessing that we do not have room enough to receive. You will see the move of God in your life and in every situation. You will see family members healed. You will see relationships restored once we get in line with what the word of God is saying Romans 15 says may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you will be abound in hope and overflow and overflow and overflow with confidence in his promises some of us need to get confident and cocky about what god is about to do in your life you're not cocky in yourself you're cocky in god listen do you know what the word of god said do you know what his promises said do you know what he said about me who he has called me to be you better watch out because my god is going to move watch out because my God is gonna show up in this situation that I desperately need him in he will not leave you nor will he forsake you get cocky in the Word of God somebody give God a praise somebody give God some glory God we bless your name hallelujah wherever you are right now I just want you to lift up your hands I want you to lift up your hands and just surrender unto the Lord. Ah, God, we bless you. God, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing even now. God I thank you for shifting our perspective of your word and our understanding of you Lord God I thank you for doing it right now in the name of Jesus father God rearrange some things in our life that need rearranging father God heal our hearts father right now give us a new name in the mighty name of Jesus we reject those things that have been spoken over us since childhood we are more than conquerors we are above and not beneath we are the head and not the tail we are successful in the name of Jesus we will survive in the name of Jesus we will have good health in the name of Jesus we will have beautiful families in the name of Jesus our quivers shall be full according to your word in the mighty name of Jesus our marriages shall be successful in the mighty name of Jesus my children will rise up and call me blessed in the name of Jesus I will be the head of my household as you have called it to be in the name of Jesus I will walk in your word all the days of my life agree with the word of god and reject the lies of satan right now in the name of jesus inquire of the lord ask him for deliverance ask him to give you a new name and watch it be done Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for all those that are under the sound of my voice. May this word continue to speak to them. May this word continue to minister to them. And may this word bring forth change and deliverance and healing in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for blessing us this far. We said, "You, your word says that our best is yet to come. Your word says that our latter days shall be greater. So, Father God, we're standing on your word right now in the name of Jesus. And we're agreeing with your word that, yes, our latter days, days shall be greater father god we thank you for all that you have done and all that you're going to do and in this father god we rejoice in saying hallelujah somebody just open up your mouth right now and give god the praise hallelujah thank you jesus come on give god the praise like he's already done it in your life because it's already done thank you lord Hallelujah. I thank you guys so much for being with us on this Sunday morning. Oh, you know what? Mm -mm -mm. Hallelujah. If there is anybody out there who has made up in their mind on this day to receive Christ, it is such a beautiful thing when you come into the understanding that God is the Alpha and the Omega and that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and that he died and but on the third day he rose again. For you to come into that revela- revelation is no small thing. It is a beautiful thing and I want to encourage and I want to invite anybody who wants to receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior Who wants to receive Jesus as their Abba Father? Is there anyone, as everybody's eyes are closed and their heads are bowed, is there anyone in this room that desires to receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior? If there is anybody at home, if there is anybody at home, I'm going to pray, and I want you guys to repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son to live and walk on this earth for 33 years and to fulfill the scriptures and dying and rising again on the third day. Father God, on this day, I receive all that you have for me I receive salvation and I repent right now father forgive me for all that I said or done restore me renew me make me over again on this day I give my life to you and I am so happy That I can receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Somebody give it up. I know that there was somebody out there that received the Lord. God bless you. We are so happy and welcome into the kingdom of heaven. This is a beautiful place to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Guys, happy Mother's Day. Listen, we have these awesome gifts for our mothers here. So I'm going to ask that the mommies will come up here and get their gifts that we have for you. And we want you to go in the joy and in the peace of the Lord. I love you all. God bless you.